Hey, welcome back to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you get to explore the root causes of your autoimmune condition and discover holistic solutions to address those root causes. Knowing the problems is one thing, being able to address them is something else entirely, and I want you to be able to do both. I am Esther, I am a registered nurse, I am a holistic health educator, and I am a Hashimoto's warrior. I have had Hashimoto's diagnosed for several years, and I have been on my own journey to find better health and healing. I have been watching my antibodies go down, I've been watching all of my labs come back into more normal normal ranges. And my goal is abundant health. My goal is vibrant health so that I can be present for my family. I can show up in the world like I want to, like I know that I am, right? I am not a chronically exhausted pigeon. I used to be. I used to have to take a nap every single day. I had like a low-grade depression. Well, it turns out both of those things can be directly caused by Hashimoto's and hypothyroid. And I want you to have the best health possible too. So today we're going to talk about root causes and what you can do, but we're going to approach it from a, you know, classic mid-January perspective, which is the diet mindset versus lifestyle change. Now, we all know diets, right? But while I was preparing for this podcast, I decided to look up some podcasts and I did not know all of the history. So it turns out that people started dieting back in the Victorian era or earlier. I saw I saw that the first written um, thing written, I guess they would have been books, um, was back in the 1500s. That was the first time we could find a record of, you know, the diet mentality and doing that. But here are some popular diets through the decades. I found this on livestrong.com. In the 1920s, there was the keto diet. That sounds familiar, right? <laughs> and also the cigarette diet. In the 1930s, there was the Hollywood diet. Then in the 40s, the master cleanse. In the 50s, people were trying the cabbage soup diet. That sounds disgusting to me. In uh, 1960s, Weight Watchers took off. The 1970s, what is the Sleeping Beauty diet? I have no idea, but that was popular in the 70s. And then there was the Nutrisystem diet, the Paleolithic diet. Again, sounds pretty familiar. Uh, Slim Fast and the Pritkin diet. Those were all in the 70s. So I guess people were really dieting in the 70s. 1980s was Jenny Craig and Fit for Life. In the 90s was the Atkins diet and the Zone diet. The 2000s were the Dukan diet. I don't know if I'm saying that right. D-U-K-A-N. No idea. And the South Beach diet and Whole30 started in the 2000s. And then in the 2010s was the HCG diet. And now, of course, Paleo and Keto are back, except we shortened the um, names. Now it's not the Paleolithic diet. It's usually just called Paleo. Um, now there's other diets too. You know, we've got vegan, we've got oh, so many, too many to name. Um, and the, what is it? 75 hard. I think that's what it is. Um, which I do not recommend at all. And I'm going to tell you why all of these diets have one thing in common, and that is they are goal based. You are reaching for a goal. And when you reach that goal, if you do, then that's the end and you give up, not give up. Like, you know, you're just like you failed, but give up as in 
you reached your goals, you are no longer going to do the actions that helped you reach that goal. That's what all diets have in common. They are goal based and you're doing something until you reach the goal and then you no longer have to do that thing. Well, that's not sustainable for your health in the long term. I mean, every diet, they have these alluring promises and you're reaching for those and you really want them. But guess what? Um, 23% of people give up on their goals on these diets and on any goal within one week. Only 19% of people who were in one study about goals, this wasn't specifically diet, this was goals in general, only 19% of people kept it up for the full length of that study, which was two years. So out of, you know, 100 people, if they set a goal, only 19 of them would have reached the goal and maintained it. And that's the problem with this diet mentality, because we're talking about your health. And we're talking about your health for as long as you live. We do not want to feel better in three months, and then no more. Like, revert to how you are now. No, we want better health ongoing. And so we want to figure out how to do that. Another thing with diets is a lot of them are willpower based. They're not habit based. Now, some of them are, I think of Weight Watchers as, you know, they have grown and taught people throughout the decades. Weight Watchers really emphasizes um, daily habits. And I feel like a lot of the newer diets are incorporating that because we know so much more about mindset. You know, we have collective groupthink now. Everybody can communicate with the internet. Um, there's no more like waiting for a publication to come into your mailbox. You just hop online and see what is new. What's the new peer-reviewed research say? Or what's everybody thinking? It's so helpful. So I feel like we've made great strides in that. Um, but still, diets are typically willpower based. And another thing is 50 over 55% of people have been on at least six diets. Now out of that list of diets that I read off, how many of them have you tried? Since you are here listening to this podcast, I am assuming that you have Hashimoto's and a lot of people with Hashimoto's or hypothyroid, their metabolisms have slowed down, which means they've gained weight. And women, especially when we gain weight, we tend to want to go on a diet. We want to feel better. We want to look better. We want to weigh less because of many reasons, um, you know, you might feel like your joints all feel better when you weigh less. And that's probably true. One of the best things you can do for knee pain is lose 10% of your body weight. One of the best things that you can do for high blood pressure is lose 10% of your body weight. Now, those statistics are coming from my head because I have been drilled um, they have been drilled into my head for so long as, you know, an educator and a nurse in the emergency department. And I worked in a clinic for a couple of years when I lived in Alaska. It was the clinic and the emergency department and a whole bunch of other things. It was really cool. But that's not what we're talking about today. Anyway, like that's the one thing that's just simple to tell people not necessarily simple to do, but if you're dealing with high blood pressure or, you know, joint pain, arthritis, especially in the knees where all of the strain of your body weight falls on those knees, that's one suggestion is lose 10% of your weight. So we have different reasons for wanting to lose weight and there's different motivations. But again, that diet mindset is 
I'm going to get to this number. I'm going to get to this size. And then I'm going to quit doing those actions. But I would like to suggest instead, especially when it comes to our Hashimoto's, that we focus on daily mindset and daily actions. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that I always try to give you simple and sustainable things that you can do because it's the simple and daily things that matter. Those compound and what you do today is going to impact tomorrow. When you do something tomorrow, it will get a little easier and it will impact the next day. I think about this almost every morning when I light a fire in our fireplace because it's January in Minnesota and it is cold. And if we had a good fire going the day before, I can usually find some embers in the fireplace and that makes it all a whole lot easier to start a fire. If I'm starting from scratch, then it's totally cold in there and it takes me a little bit more. It takes a little bit more kindling. It takes more pieces of small wood and I can't pile on the logs as quickly as I can if there's already embers in there. If there's embers, it's easier to get a roaring blaze and heat up the house. It's the same thing for your health. When you have those daily actions, it's easier to keep going. And even if you miss a day or two of those daily actions, it's so much easier just to get back doing it because your goal wasn't a specific destination. Your goal was, I'm going to do this daily action. And you might miss a day and that's okay. You're just going to start the next day. But let's go back a little bit to that diet mindset and how do people use that with Hashimoto's? I'm going to tell you, and it is this, it is looking just at medications. I'm going to take this medication and I'm going to live my life normal because the medication will give me better energy. The medication will help my metabolism rev up again. The medication is going to fix everything that's slowed down. Now, hypothyroid is just a general like slowing down of everything. You know, you think you're your brain, your mind slowing down and you might experience brain fog or depression, or you think of your hair growth slowing down and then you're going to be losing some hair. You think of your metabolism slowing down and then you're going to gain some weight. You think of your energy levels, your overall energy levels slowing down and then you're going to need naps and you're going to go to bed early and you're going to feel exhausted. All of these things are as a result of your thyroid not pumping out enough thyroid hormone or your body is not converting it from the inactive form, which is T4, to the active form, which is T3. Now, there's a specific reason your body isn't doing that, isn't converting it. And when it does that, it's increasing what's called reverse T3 in your lab work. If your doctor does that, um, it's a very interesting marker and it is one that I watch on myself. It's one of the most important markers that I watch because the reverse T3 is like your body saying, no, I am not going to prioritize energy production. I am going to prioritize rest, sleep, healing. And <laughs> We're like, no, no, I actually want a lot of energy because I have a lot of stuff to do. You don't even know my to-do list. Reverse T3, reverse T3, stop. I need more energy. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't actually talk to my labs. I don't know if you do too. Um, yeah, no, I don't talk to my lab work. So our goal in all of this in our health is we want more energy. To live our lives, we need energy. And so if you have a, that diet-based mindset around this, then you might be looking for the quick fix. And you, I'm not blaming or shaming at all. 
most of us don't even realize that we're in this mindset until somebody draws it to our attention. So I'm not blaming or shaming. I'm just helping you, hopefully helping you see what is your motivation. If you're looking for a quick fix, then medications are that quick fix. When you take synthetic or natural thyroid hormone, you know, levothyroxine, synthroid armor, any of those, um, or many other names for those, um, it is going to be that thyroid hormone, and so it's going to help your energy levels. However, this is like me taking a spray bottle and watering the browning leaves of my plant. Now, I happen to know that the plant right next to me, some of the leaves are brown because the cats are getting up into my le- into my plants and chewing on the leaves. Now, that leaf problem is addressed at the cat level, <laughs> not at the root cause level um, or at the root level. It is the root cause, the cats. And so I usually now, yep, it's within reach. I have a little spray bottle within reach so that as soon as the cats start to step into my planter, I can spray them. And they're learning, but I think more than you know, they're, they're not learning the right lesson. They're not learning. I shouldn't chew on the plants. I shouldn't walk into the planter. No, they're learning to watch and listen for the sounds of that spray bottle. And as soon as they hear that, then they run away. So anyway, the leaves are browning and spraying the leaves is not going to fix them. What's going to fix them is number one, keeping the cats out of the planter because that's what's causing the problem. But the other problem for these poor brown leaves is that sometimes I forget to water them. And if I did forget to water them, which I have been better about, actually, I have like this mindset now that Saturdays I will water my plants. So now I remember maybe twice a month. (laughs) Not a very good plant mom. Anyway, when I water the roots, when I water the soil, that gives the leaves what they need. And when I keep the cats out of the planter that protects the leaves so they don't you know get all chewed on we have to address what's causing the problem if we just you know spray the leaves with water that's not going to fix things it's it's really not and if i just keep the cat out and don't water my plants that's not going to fix things long term either it's the same with you medications have a time and a purpose. I am absolutely not telling you to quit your medications. Medications were given to you for a reason. You did not have enough, you know, thyroid hormone if your doctor gave you a medication. Your doctor looked at your labs and said, you don't have enough. Here's some more. But giving you the medication is not a root cause solution. The medication has absolutely nothing to do with what is causing your dysfunction in the first place. What's causing the dysfunction, if you have Hashimoto's, is your immune system. And what's causing the immune system to go haywire? Well, there's several different root causes and I have a couple episodes and I go into those root causes or I have a um, video that you can watch and I go through all of them on screen. You can watch that so you can figure out what your root causes are. We have to know our root causes because if we're just taking medications, then what's going to happen down the road? Well, those root causes were still happening in the case of my plants. You know, the cats would keep getting up and chewing on the leaves until pretty soon I have no plants anymore because they chewed them up. They killed them. 
same thing is happening in your body. If you're just relying on the medication to solve your thyroid problem, then it's not going to work long term because the root causes are still causing problems. They're still causing destruction at a cellular level, even at that organ level. Your thyroid is under attack and we have to stop the attack. So I ask you, have you been in that diet mindset where you're just relying on, you know, a short-term fix, you're relying on that medication and getting the energy you need and that's awesome? Or are you looking for a long-term solution where you're actually supporting your body and addressing those root causes so that hopefully your body can do what it's supposed to do? And again, you're not going to stop your medications on a whim or just because you feel better. You always want to have a discussion with your doctor. This is how I'm feeling. And what do you think? And these are, you know, what are my labs? Can we redraw the labs? What's my reverse T3 doing? And if your doctor is like, what? Why do you want your reverse T3? Then you can print out the Hashimoto's 101 guide and can show them. This is what the reverse T3 is. They probably already know. But as somebody who's been in healthcare for, uh, I don't know, 20 something years now, It always confused me. There's too many letters and numbers and some are supposed to be high and some are supposed to be low. And when one is low, it means you're high. And when one is high, it means you're low and so confusing. So you might just want to say reverse T3 is my body prioritizing rest instead of prioritizing energy production. It's not, my body is not allowing the conversion of T4 to T3. And your doctor will hopefully understand that and order it. However, like I've said before in past episodes, sometimes it's not up to your doctor. The insurance companies who do not have medical degrees, the insurance companies tell your doctor what they can and cannot order. It is a screwed up system. I don't like it any more than you do. I might hate it even more than you do. Um, But it is what it is. And that is why I get my labs independently. And you can too if you're in the U.S., If you're outside of the U.S., I'm not quite sure about all of the different countries. I have an episode all about how you can order your own labs in the U.S. Anyway, all of that to say, please don't stop your medications without a discussion with your doctor, a discussion so that you're both on the same page. Most doctors are really supportive of you working to identify the root causes and working on your lifestyle factors so that you don't need to rely on, you know, outside things. Most doctors are super supportive of you wanting your body to do what it was designed to do. Most doctors are going to like, They might not give you a hug, but they're going to feel like giving you a hug because so many patients come into their office and they're looking for a quick pill. They just want a fix. They don't want to address the lifestyle and you're different. You want to take control of your health. You want to make a difference in your health. You don't want to just take a pill and let the root causes continue to destroy your thyroid. You want to take action. You want to be empowered. And that is why you're listening to this podcast episode, because you can. Daily, simple actions are so powerful and they add up. So what are the daily, simple actions that you need to be taking? I don't know. It depends on what your root causes are. Every single person is unique. And if I tell you what works for one person, it might not work for you because you're unique. Now I can tell you that stress is probably one of your root causes because we are all stressed. There is stress all around us. We are 
we're surrounded by all different types of stress, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. Each one of those has stressors. And I have talked about those on other episodes. You can go listen to those. But if you want to know what daily actions are going to be most effective for you, then you need to figure out what your root causes are. You can do that two ways. You can go back to the earlier podcast episodes and you can listen to the root causes. And like I said, I have a video that goes through the same things. Um, You want to look at your root causes or you can join the Holistic Hashimoto's course because the first thing we do is go over those root causes. I actually have that exact same video in the app as your first step in the Holistic Hashimoto's course because you have to know your own root causes. And then in the course, we go through all of the root causes and I help you address all of them so that whichever ones are unique to you, then you can work on those the most. And in every single root cause, I give you simple and sustainable steps because I want you to build a lifestyle of health. I want you to every single day be able to make a difference in your long-term health. You are worth it. You're valuable. To all of those around you, you matter. Your health matters because your health impacts how you show up in the world, how you show up for yourself, how you show up for those around you, how you live, how you love. It's important because you are important. I hope to see you inside of the Holistic Hashimoto's course. Like I said last week, I am running a 20 and 24 special. So the first 20 people of 2024 get a discount and you can see that on the website. If you don't see it on the website, that means 20 people already took advantage of it. I'm sorry you missed out, but as of this recording, there is still definitely room for you. So hop down to the show notes and get into the Holistic Hashimoto's course. Like I said, the first step is identifying your root causes, and then we will go through those simple daily actions so that you can make a lifestyle, a simple lifestyle of addressing them and transforming your health. I will see you next week on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast, or I'll see you inside the Holistic Hashimoto's course. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.